Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some fail points for a green pool and some things to also remember when you take on a green pool. And these are some really important things to avoid any liability after the cleanup or if someone says something about the pool surface after the pool clears up. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. One of the things that can happen during a green pool cleanup is you can have equipment failure. You can have the motor burnout. You can also have filter grids tear. And of course, cartridges may be worn out. So there are some precursors before you start the green pool process to begin with. I always like to give an assessment of the equipment. This is something that I think is really important to have the customer there with you. When you're doing the green pool bid, you want to assess the equipment. And if you have experience, you can pretty much tell when a pool pump is on the last leg. And this could be one reason why the pool was green in the first place. You also need to inspect the filter. Maybe not when you're doing the bid, of course, but you have to let the customer know that part of the process is opening up the filter and cleaning it. And if you find any broken grids or bad cartridges in there, that there's going to be a charge for that. So there's all kinds of things that you have to prep the customer with. And having them there is really important. Another thing that you may want to prep the customer with, and you may want to create a simple waiver for this, is that after the pool is cleared up, that you are not liable for any stains that appear on the pool surface and make it clear that you're using chemicals that will not stain the pool surface. Now, if you're doing a green pool cleanup on a vinyl pool, this is equally important to state is that if there's any kind of tears in the liner or holes, you're not responsible for that either. There's nothing that you're doing that's going to tear the liner in the cleanup. There may be something that potentially could if you're scooping out debris on the bottom with your leaf rake So this is something that you have to be aware of, that if the liner does tear for some reason that you're not going to be held liable. Now, you should have liability insurance anyway on top of that. I think having a policy through the uh, the thesppa.com, again, thesppa.com. So spa liability insurance, general liability insurance is a great way to protect yourself. When someone says you did something, even if you were an innocent party to it, that's why you have liability insurance because then... An underwriter will come out there and they'll defend you on a claim that may not be justified. So there are things to worry about, of course, besides clearing up the pool. And that is someone accusing you of doing something to their pool surface. For instance, there may be a stain that they said wasn't there before you started the process. And after you cleaned it, the stain magically appears. So I would say a simple waiver doesn't have to be a legal document. I mean, you could get to go to a lawyer and have it drawn up, but there's plenty of examples probably online. In fact, I just typed this in the BARD, it's the Google AI, and I put green swimming pool cleanup waiver form. 
And on top it says name, address, phone number, email. By the way, this AI stuff is pretty cool. I mean, it can't do everything, but it did find a waiver that you could use. And it says, I understand that my swimming pool is green and contains algae. I also understand that algae can be harmful to my health and health of others. And I am aware that a green swimming pool cleanup process can be dangerous and may involve the use of chemicals. Probably a little over the top. I would leave that whole line off because you're not putting any dangerous chemicals in. I hereby waive any and all liability claims against pool cleaning company name and its employees for any injuries, illness, or property damage that may occur during the result of the green swimming pool cleanup process. Again, a little overdone. I would leave all that out of that. I mean, if someone were to go swimming while you're doing the process, maybe it would cause illness, but it would jump in there. That may not be necessary, but it's in this language here that they pulled up. I understand that the pool cleaning company name is not responsible for any damage to my swimming pool or pool equipment that may occur during the cleanup process. This is probably what I would leave in. I would start with this. I also understand that I am responsible for following all safety instructions provided by pool cleaning company. Don't think I would put that in there. I agree that this waiver is binding to my on my hair's personal representatives and assigns. A little bit of legal stuff there. That's probably unnecessary. So... Of course, it says, note, this is a sample waiver, and it's a good idea to have one reviewed by an attorney. Basically, I think the line that I would put in there is, I understand that the pool cleaning company name is not responsible for any damage to my swimming pool or pool equipment that may occur during the green pool cleanup process. That's probably the key line there. I would also add, any stains that appear after the green pool process are not caused by the chemicals used by the pool service cleaner company name. And anything that's pre-existing that we don't know about, you know, we're not liable for. So I would put maybe a stain liability in there. Kind of just use what you think is good for your area. And I may want to put a disclaimer in there also about the, there may be some costs that are incurred that you don't know about yet. You know, sometimes when you're doing the green pool cleanup, you may run into things that you're going to have to spend money on. For instance, if you notice that after you do the green pool cleanup, that the water has like a green tint to it, then there's definitely metal ions in there and you have to do a metal treatment and that's not included in the cleanup. So maybe a line that says something of the sort of that, you know, if I do any other treatment besides what's quoted for, there's going to be an extra charge. Sometimes you may have to do more than, you know, two or three filter cleanings and let them know that that's an extra charge also. Whatever you want to put in there to protect yourself because in this day and age, you can't just walk back into someone's backyard pool quote of $500 and start the green pool cleanup. doesn't work that way anymore because everyone's looking for, you know, kind of a way out. I hate to say it, but things are different than they were 15 or 20 years ago. I mean, back in the day, I used to go back and do green pool cleanups. A lot of times I wouldn't even meet the customer there. I would just look at the pool, give them a quote, and then take care of it. Those days are over, unfortunately, because people are very litigious and it's just not the same environment that we're in. It's not kind of the Mr. Rogers neighborhood type environment. So I recommend drawing up a simple waiver like this to protect yourself. The last thing you want to do is clear the pool up and then the customer say, hey, there's rust stains on the bottom or there's this and that. And I, I wasn't there before the pool was green. And this is one of those things where if the pool was green, there's definitely issues at that particular property, either with the homeowner, with whoever was taking care of the pool previously. And you don't want to be the one holding the bag when you clear it up and there's stains on the bottom or some kind of discoloration. So you're only using chlorine basically to do this. You may use some kind of algicide, you know, either copper base or maybe some sodium bromine, bromine, 
And you're also going to be cognizant of the surface type. So if it's a vinyl pool, you're going to just use liquid chlorine and you don't want to do anything that's going to stain the pool surface. You probably don't want to use trichlorogranular in the cleanups unless you're an expert at it. And I would say that you also want to make sure the customer's there again at the beginning so they can go over the equipment with them. So sometimes you're there and the pump's on the last leg. And I've done green pool cleanups before when I'm running them 24 hours where the motor burns out. And I simply had used to just tell the customer, your pool's going to run 24 hours. I mean, sometimes the motor will burn out. They're, they're designed to run 24-7, but I noticed that your pump is pretty old. So there is a chance that that may burn out. So there's a couple options. I'll put a new motor in that happens, or we can take it and get it rebuilt, rebuild the bearings or whatever. But they have to know that there's a possibility of that happening. And you can kind of tell by the equipment, by the age of it, that this could happen. So you may want to put that in the waiver. And I think it's in this one in some way, talking about the pool equipment. But you may want to specify the equipment. You also may want to specify that when you examine or take apart the filter to look at it, that you're checking to inspect the grids or cartridges. And if they need to be replaced, you will let them know and give them a quote of how much it would cost for eight grids and give them a quote of how much it would cost for new cartridges for their pool. That way they know ahead of time. And that's going to be added on automatically. Once you do the green pool cleanup process, you realize that it has four torn grids. You probably want to replace all of them anyway. So you have that charge up ahead and you can show them pictures of the grids all torn up. It's not a big deal. They'll get the point, and sometimes that's a contributing factor to why the pool is green in the first place. And you're going to show them the cartridges, and if they're really tore up, it's pretty obvious the bands are broken, they're all sagging, and maybe they're cracked on top. And the customer shouldn't argue with you in that case when that needs to be replaced. So the filter elements are not covered in the green pool cleanup price. Let them know that if they do need to be replaced, that's an extra charge. If you're doing a sand filter... One thing that you have to also let them know is that sometimes with a sand filter, the process takes much longer. Also, the sand may be compromised because let's say they didn't backwash a sand filter for two years. My guess is that sand is no good at that point and you have to replace the sand. Or if there's a problem with maybe not enough sand in there or whatever the problem may be, you won't know until you go to change the sand or you go to run the pool and the sand filter is not working correctly. Same with backwash valves and backwash multi-ports. When you go to use those, they may have a bad gasket. They may start leaking. They may not be functioning, and you have to get them functioning for this process to work. So let them know that there are also charges for fixing the backwash valve, fixing the multi-port if it's not working. Again, these may be contributing factors to why the pool is green in the first place. So I'm going to switch to fails that could potentially happen when you're doing the green pool cleanup and that is not putting enough chlorine in the pool. I made a video last year with a new formula to make it simple. I have one gallon of liquid chlorine per 1,000 gallons of water and then you have one pound of Cal Hypo for 1,000 gallons of water. So if you're trying to clean up a green pool that's 10,000 gallons you're going to put 10 gallons of 12.5% liquid chlorine in there plus maybe an algicide, and you're going to choose the one you're going to use on your route. I like using the Pool RX. You may not like that. You may want to use a phosphate remover. You may want to use an algicide like a polyquat. Those usually work better when the pool's not green. Or you may use a sodium bromine product like Yellow Treat or Yellow Treen. And these are highly effective in clearing up a green pool also. And you can just use chlorine by itself. It's a great way to do it. The algicides just help accelerate things a little bit. So the formula is set up that way so that you don't put too little chlorine in and short circuit 
the process. Now, you may want to do the flock method, which is aluminum sulfate. This may work better in some cases where the pool has been green for months and months and you can't really even see what's on the bottom. You may be using your leaf rake and scooping it up and just all kinds of junks coming out. Now, the question I get all the time is, well, why don't you just drain the green pool? Why go through all the trouble of turning it? Here in California, unfortunately, in my county, in my city, you can't drain a green pool into the street. If you do that, you're going to get a fine. And I've even done green pool cleanups for plaster companies that are replastering because they, they're aware of the state and you know the fines involved in it. And I'll clear a pool up for them, and they'll, they'll, then they'll drain it and replaster. So there are rules and regulations that govern every area. And here in California, we're on a pretty strict government kind of regulation about draining green pools. So you want to turn it blue or bluish to, you know, back anyway if you're going to drain it. And I always think that you want to try to turn it chemically or with a flock method. And if you have to do a partial drain, that's fine. But turning it over to blue saves you a lot of trouble. And sometimes the vector control is watching you. You know, they maybe got cited by the city for having a green pool. Maybe a neighbor turned them in. And so they want to see that pool cleared up blue and if you told them you drained it or if they realized that it was drained there could be a problem for you there also i had one member in texas after draining a green pool the city tried to give him a ticket he's like what are you giving me a ticket for the pool's already drained how do you know that it was green when i drained it so he kind of fought it off but you got to just be careful when you do something like this you don't want to get a ticket in california it's a pretty whopping size ticket at somewhere around five or ten thousand it's crazy the amount of five or ten thousand dollars is Really a crazy fine, so just be careful when you go to drain a green pool. But back to the two methods, you know, chemically, I call it the shock and awe method. You clean the filter, you shock the pool, and then you run the pool for 24 hours, sometimes 48 hours. You clean the filter again the next day, you add more chemicals if needed, and that usually moves the needle to the point where the pool turns back to a milky blue color. There's a flock method. Now, the only drawback with the aluminum sulfate method is that you're adding, you know, 14 pounds or 10 pounds of aluminum sulfate to the pool, which means that you got to vacuum that 10 or 14 pounds of it out also along with the dead algae. Flock works really well if you have the time to do it, if you have a portable pump, or if the system has a multi-port valve with a waste mode to vacuum out the pool. If not, it's going to be really tough for you to get all that out of the pool I wouldn't recommend doing the flock method with a cartridge filter or a D filter with a push-pull piston. If it has a multi-port valve, again, with the waste mode, you can vacuum that pool to waste or you need to have a portable pump so you can vacuum all that out of the pool. So with the flock method, you put the aluminum sulfate in the pool. Each one, each product's a little bit different, so read the label of how much to add per 10,000 gallons. Then you're going to run the pool in recirculate mode for about half an hour to an hour. And then you're going to turn everything off for 24 to 48 hours. So the aluminum sulfate is heavy and it's going to kind of drop everything down to the bottom. And that's how it works effectively. It just drops all the stuff and clumps it together and it falls to the bottom of the pool. So the pool is going to look kind of blue with the green dead algae on the bottom. And then you just simply vacuum it out. Depending on your area, the flock method may be better. Here in Southern California, where we only have cartridge filters and D filters, Without the waste mode, the chemical method works a lot better. And you don't want to make any mistakes during this process because it's going to cost you money. One time I was doing this, and I learned this lesson the hard way. I would take off 
the off tripper and just leave the on tripper on because I guess I was lazy at that time. And I realized one time I took the wrong tripper off. So I took the on tripper off and left the off tripper. And so I went to run the pool 24 hours and I realized that it only ran for like three hours. I came back the next day, of course, when I discovered this, that it wasn't running because I had taken the wrong tripper off. So now I take both the on off tripper off so I don't run into that problem. Same with an automated system. I put it in service mode and I make sure I let the customer know, hey, your pool's in service mode. Don't do anything to it. You know, you're going to have a notification on your controller. It's perfectly fine. It's going to run for 24 hours because I made the mistake of putting it in service mode, not telling the customer. Then the next day I go back there, the pool looks just like it was the day before. And they said, oh, I just noticed that there was something called service mode on my controller. And so I went out back and I turned everything back to auto. So make sure you inform the customer what you're doing so that doesn't happen. Another problem is that you may underestimate how bad the pool is. And I've done this before myself. So you always want to give yourself a cushion so that if you need to add more chemicals, you can afford it. And if you do a green pool bid, and normally you bid 500 or 600, but you're kind of thinking that pool may be a lot harder to clean up, go ahead and boost it up to seven or 800 so that you have a cushion for chemicals because your gut instinct will probably be true. And if you've done an, enough of these green pool cleanups, you'll know which ones are going to take a lot more chemicals to turn around, especially the larger pools. And the longer it's been green, the longer it's going to take you to clear it up. So pick your method and you really don't want to go back and forth. But if you do try the shock and awe method with the chemicals and you realize that it didn't work, you can certainly flock that pool still. And if you do the flock and it didn't have great success, you can reflock it with more aluminum sulfate. Just note you're going to have to vacuum out a lot more of the product. And sometimes you didn't put enough in. So there's all ways to kind of fail at this. And I probably failed at it every way possible. But you learn from those mistakes and you realize that, number one, you want to inform the customer of any extra charges. You may want to have a waiver in this day and age when you do the green pool cleanup. And last, you want to avoid those you know, simple mistakes like not taking the right tripper off the time clock and not putting enough chlorine in the pool. And that's why I came up with the one gallon of 12.5% liquid chlorine per 1,000 gallons of water. And of course, the last caution, don't do anything that's going to get you a citation from the city. And that would be draining anything into the street, the gutter, driveway. You know, it's one of the things that they're looking for. And sometimes they'll even send the fire department out looking for the source of the leak. The fire department will find that it's a pool being drained. The city will come over and find you. Now, of course, you can do a lot of stuff on the weekends and at nighttime when the city's not around. But you didn't hear it from me looking for other podcasts I've recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon, and that'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I've recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app